A man comes home from work and flops on the couch. His children run and jump all over their father, but the man remains motionless. His lovely wife comes over and asks, Dead tired? And the man says, No, just dead tired. Fathers everywhere, how is fatherhood going for you? Hi, my name is Terence and I'm your host for Reading and Readers, a podcast where I review Christian books for you. Today, I review Dad Tired and Loving It, Stumbling Your Way to Spiritual Leadership by Jared Lopes. 192 pages published by Harvest House Publishers in September 2019. Available in Amazon Kindle for $12.99 and for $3.99 at Faith Life only in March. Every month, uh, Faith Life has a new free book to offer along with a long list of deeply discounted books. The free book for March is No Reason to Hide, Standing for Christ in a Collapsing Culture by Erwin W. Lutzer. Normally, I consider the free book as an assignment or a challenge. And I'll just read whatever Faith Life gives me. But as I scroll down the list of titles, this title just pulled me in. Dad Tired and Loving It. I'm a dad, I'm tired, and I would love to hear someone tell me how they are loving it. So I pulled the trigger, got the book, and finished all 192 pages so that I can tell you all about my reading experience today. First up, let's talk about the author. Who is Jared Lopes? Now, let me read the bio data from his website. I quote, Jared Lopes is a best-selling author, international speaker, and host of the Dad Tired podcast, downloaded over 5 million times by men from around the world. Lopes has become one of the most influential voices in the men's ministry space and has been featured on Focus on the Family the Hallmark Channel, the Mike Huckabee Show, along with many other media outlets. Through his speaking and dad-tired ministry, he has partnered with thought leaders like Gary Chapman, Paul Tripp, John Mark Kummer, and many more to equip men for the sake of the gospel. He and his wife, Layla, live in South Carolina with their four children, end quote. So that's uh, all about um, Jared Lopes. So what is this book about? Now, let me just read a long excerpt from the introduction to this book, and then I'll get to my thoughts. I'll quote, When I was a junior in high school, I landed my first ever job at the local gym in town. I have to admit, as a 16-year-old boy, it sounded pretty cool to tell your peers that you worked as a gym employee. I never really told them exactly what I did at my job. I just wanted my friends to imagine that it was something amazing. In my mind, I hope they pictured me lifting weights and teaching other people how to get in the best shape of their lives. The truth is, I was a towel boy. My job was to collect the nasty, sweaty, used towels from around the facility, throw them in a giant bin, wash them, fold them, and then hand them to the members as they walked in the front door. 
It was far from glamorous. In fact, most of the time it was completely disgusting, and I spent the majority of my shift trying not to vomit. But I was determined to convince my friends that I had the best job in the world and, more importantly, that I was an expert in physical fitness. I wasn't an expert in physical fitness, however. I was a towel boy. I didn't possess the skills to get my friends in shape, but I could offer them a clean towel. Sometimes, when I tell people I run a ministry for young dads, I secretly hope they think I'm an expert in parenting. In my mind, I imagine they look at me as a young father who has wisdom well beyond his years. The truth is, when it comes to parenting, I'm a towel boy. End quote. So this tells us quite a bit of what to expect from the book. The tone is, I'm one of the boys. I'm just like you. I'm just a towel boy. So it's a very invitational tone. It's not a master to student, but rather a student to student conversation. Or better yet, it's like a dad to dad talk. One of the boys. And it's kind of like when your friend calls you up for coffee. Okay, this is how the book the feeling of the book, you go over to meet with your friend and over cups of coffee, he tells you, he begins to tell you a story. While you are still laughing, you didn't realize your guards just came down. Uh, your friend slips in a biblical truth, tells you about Jesus, tells you that he knows how hard it is to be a good dad, a good husband, but God. He tells you about God. And then at the end of the conversation, you just say, thank you, God. Thank you, my friend. Thank you for being there with me. Thank you for encouraging me. And that's the whole book. That's how every chapter is. A bunch of stories, uh, links to the Bible, and a heartfelt, sincere invitation to you, the reader, to draw near to God. So let's take one chapter as an example. The, let's look at chapter one. The chapter title is Colorblind. Lopes tells us in the beginning of the book, he, he tells us this story how he watches videos of colorblind people who put on special glasses and, and suddenly they can see in color and he describes the scene, he describes how beautiful the scene is. Then he tells us of his own disappointments. Uh, despite all the tests, despite all the eyeglasses, he himself still can't see in color. He can't see the world as it should be. And then he writes, Sometimes I think none of us can see the world as it should be. And with that, he segues to the story of Genesis, the fall. He talks about Jesus, the Lord's Prayer. And then he closes the chapter with a personal note to the reader. I quote, Sometimes, as tired dads, it can seem like our only objective is to survive the day. There have been many nights where I've laid my head on my pillow and tried to think about what I accomplish as a parent. It often feels like I spend most of my day saying, No! Don't touch that! Or, Not right now. When I zoom in to the daily moments of my life and parenting, I am often discouraged. My guess is that as a dad, you have probably felt the same. As a follower of Jesus, I'm convinced that there is more to parenting than simply surviving. If we get lost in the chaos of dirty diapers, grumpy bosses, and overflowing dishwashers, we'll lose sight of the bigger story of God's redeeming work around us. We'll forget that God is relentlessly at work 
fixing the brokenness of our hearts and equipping us to be part of that same work in the lives of our children. If we miss that story, the rest of this book is pointless. On the other hand, if all you gain from this book is a bigger picture of the gospel and God's work throughout the world, it will be worth it. End quote. So you can see the story of redemption. He puts God in center, tells us as a dad where our place is, the bigger picture, and tells us to put our vision, cast our visions, to lift up our eyes, and where does our help come from? It is God. All right. So that is the, 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 the tone, the centerpiece of the book. Uh, dads everywhere, uh, unite, come to Christ. Okay. The nine chapters in this book are divided into three equal parts. Part one, the kingdom of God around you. Part two, the kingdom of God in you. Part three, the kingdom of God through you. Now, honestly, I know the, the, the parts, the three parts and the titles do mean something. They are meaningful, but I don't think it really matters. Um, I don't see them uh, coming as a, as a strong link between the parts or even between the chapters. They can all be read as individual chapters, much like a podcast episode where you can just enjoy the episode, but if you... You don't need to know the previous episode or the next episode. You can just enjoy the chapter by itself. The chapter titles don't say much. I mean, one, uh, the chapter three, the title is Football Jerseys. What does that tell you? Not much. The title for chapter six is Squirrel Food. Another one is Hide and Seek. So the, the chapter titles are basically just the titles of the stories that pin the entire chapter, uh, but the subtitles, uh, the subtitles reveal the substance behind the fun, cool, uh, engaging stories. The subtitle for chapter 3, uh, which is um, Football Jerseys, uh, the subtitle is the, the, What's the Goal of Parenting? What's the Goal of Parenting? And at the end of the chapter, he says this to you, the reader, I quote, Your kids ultimately don't need to have the best report card in their class. They don't need to excel at a sport or master an instrument. Ultimately, your kids need Jesus. May we be fathers who aren't just passionate about good things. May we be passionate about eternal things. Running toward anything else is running toward the wrong end zone. Okay, and that that. That last line, that last sentence is a reference to the story that he tells in, in the chapter. So, going uh, as, we, uh, as I just uh, skip ahead, I skip ahead and I read, uh, when I finally reach the last chapter in the book, and I read the, last, the, the first few sentences, I was laughing out loud. Now, not because he said anything especially funny. Um, the last chapter, the title is Headed to Aspen, and that title which sets the scene for the entire chapter. Okay, that's the nature of the book. The, the, the story um, gives the, the setting for the entire chapter. Now, this uh, last chapter comes from a scene from Lope's all-time favorite movie, and that is Dumb and Dumber. Now, this is the second time in less than a month that I have two pastors who wrote best-selling books, and both of them love Dumb and Dumber. 
The last writer who did it was Pastor Keys Posma, and uh, and he wrote a book, uh, The Retreat, which was a lighthearted and humorous account of a pastor uh, looking, a soul-searching pastor looking for something uh, in this uh, retreat. And uh, you can listen to my review on that book. I think it's a great satire, a great humor book, fictional book, and I can't wait to read the next, uh, the sequel to that book. But coming back to this book, or rather coming back to Dumb and Dumber, if I read another, a third Christian book that somehow references Dumb and Dumber, I may just consider it as a sign that I need to rewatch that movie. Uh, maybe I'm directed by divine providence with all these books to learn something profound from that movie. But I can't recall what I could possibly learn. Um, and maybe one of the lessons is uh, if I... If Dumb and Dumber becomes my favorite all-time movies, I too can be a best-selling writer like Keith Posma and Jared Lopes. Hmm. Anyways, uh, I finished the last chapter. So now I just want to share my thoughts on That Tired and Loving It, Stumbling Your Way to Spiritual Leadership by Jared Lopes. Okay? First of all, to me, this book does not tell me anything new. But sometimes... Oftentimes, what we need is not to learn something new, but to be reminded of eternal truths, the gospel. Now, what Lopes offers here is the gospel in the hustle and bustle of being a dad. Yeah, we know that creation is fallen, but did you know that fatherhood is likewise fallen? Yeah, we know that the world needs Christ the Redeemer. We hear this every Sunday from the preacher. But did you know that as a father, as a dad, you need Christ the Redeemer. I don't know whether there are many Christian books for dads. Um, I might be wrong about this, but I imagine that there is a bigger book market for mothers than there, there is for fathers. I could be wildly wrong here, but uh, just to say, just put it out here right uh, now, um, early on of this review, that this book would be a good gift for a new dad. Yes. A Father's Day gift or a spontaneous gift. I mean, you don't, need to, you don't need to wait for an occasion. You don't need to wait for Christmas or Father's Day or Pastor's Month or whatever it is to get this book for your pastor, for your brother, for your friend, for that buddy who really needs encouragement as a dad. Um, it's, a, it's a wonderful book in that sense. Um, and if, and uh, again, if you're thinking about, would my, with the guy I'm thinking about, would he really like to, to, uh, would he really like this book? Well, uh, it's, it's great for everyone and it's still good for someone who is not a reader. You, for, for those type of, of guys, you want to get him something that is easy to read, not like a huge systematic theology on fatherhood by uh, some professor somewhere. Uh, this is not that heavy. Uh, Lopes begins his sentences saying things like, oh, last year something happened and tells a story about once my family did this, uh, brings up memories. and Or oh, I remember when X, Y, Z happened and he's just telling his stories. So it's very easy to just go into the book. It's just a guy telling uh, jokes, funny stories, uh, embarrassing stories, uh, a dad um, that is just telling and inviting everyone into uh, his um, easily digestible, often amusing, uh, purpose, purposeful stories uh, that link to a biblical truth. 
I mean, look at it. The first chapter is why the gospel changes everything. That's the subtitle. The second chapter is how your marriage points your kids to the gospel. And the third chapter is what's the goal of parenting. So every chapter is, uh, does lead to something uh, important, something that all dads should know. And it's done in a non-preachy way. It's done through storytelling. Stories after stories. And many guys would like that. I know many people around me who are not readers, who might, who might um, become readers uh, after reading this book. Okay? Now, if you're listening carefully, you will sense that uh, um, I, I suggest that this book is for other people and not really for me. I, I came to this book with uh, great anticipation, Dad Tired. So that's a great title. It's a fantastic title. And um, I, I came to this book, Tired, and um, how is it doing for myself? Am I, am I still tired? <laughs> um, I actually struggled with, uh, with doing this review because it's not a bad book. But I just personally didn't gain as much from the book as I think I should, as I think the author hoped that I would. And that troubled me. And why, why am I not getting much from this book? And I was thinking that maybe it's because, maybe it's because I'm deeply suspicious of sermons and maybe books that are made up overwhelmingly of stories. Okay? Maybe I'm, I'm prejudiced against stories. But then again, I did enjoy The 27 Servants of Sovereign Joy, which is a collection of mini-biographies. So then that got me thinking, maybe it's because I'm impressed by great feats of heroism or sacrifices by these great giants of the faith. So, But no, again, I think about it. I, I believe that God loves all creatures, big and small. And uh, Jesus said that the whole world will remember the widow and her copper coins. And what he said came to pass. We all remember the story of that widow. So I believe that God loves uh, the small acts, the, the little things that we do. And so fatherhood and all the stories that he tells over here are things that I think God does honor as well. So why am I struggling with this fun, insightful and and such a sincere author, uh, sincerely wanting to help us. Somehow the lessons are not sticking to me, and as I reflect, maybe it's because I've somehow conditioned myself. And as I say this, I'm not saying it's a good thing or a bad thing. I'm just saying, I'm just thinking about why am I not getting so much from this book. And maybe it's because I have somehow conditioned myself to, to separate what the Bible says versus what man says. And, and I make such a sharp distinction uh, in, in the media that I read and the, and the sermons I listen to, the, the things that I watch. So I put up all sorts of guards because I don't want to be sucked into a story unless it's such a good story told so well that my guards just come down and I just... Uh, I become just so engaged with, with what is uh, what's in front of me. For example, Tortured for Christ is an example of a title where I, I finish it in one sitting. Um, but anyways, um, so I have my guards up. So if I hear a sermon or read a book and I, I think to myself, okay, I think to myself, if this personal story, this personal anecdote is not true, let's say it's an 
exaggeration, a hyperbole, or, or even a bald-faced lie. Do I gain anything from this? Do I gain anything from this sermon or this book? And I find that even if the illustration is a bit flawed or very, very flawed, if it's a Bible-saturated exposition, if someone has unpacked the Bible and this is what the Bible says, um, the truth remains true despite the illustration or even despite the preacher himself. And I can still gain something from it. I am convicted of the truth of what the Bible says. Now, with today's book, Lopes does tell us, tell me of God and Jesus. And what he tells me is true. Um, but much of the space is taken up by the personal anecdotes that I end up listening to these wonderful, amusing stories, but I don't, I fail to get convicted of, of these things. Now, is it his fault? I don't think so. I think it's not you, it's me. <laughs> so I, I just can't really connect with, uh, I, I mean, I, I find myself uh, getting out of the book uh, it's like, you know, when a person comes in and tells you things and you know it's true, you're nodding your head, you're nodding your head, I know it's true. Yes, I know. I know God loves me. I know the gospel. Yes, I know that I need to be there for my children. I know. Uh, um, great story. I love your stories. But I end up listening to all those things and yes, great. And, and nothing really changes in me. So maybe it's not you, it's me. Maybe it's just uh, the situation I am in my life right now. He sincerely wants to encourage me. I can really feel the sincerity coming at me. Uh, he wants to comfort me. He wants to challenge me. Lopes desires to draw the reader to Christ, to the gospel, to remind us. But because of who I am, I'm a guy who overthinks, who overanalyzes, and that makes me quite competent in ruining a perfectly good movie. Maybe a great movie like Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> or as the case may be, uh, I can ruin a perfectly good book. Okay? So, but I just want to say this, okay? This, this review is not saying that this book is bad. It's just uh, me sharing how I connect to the book. But I still think, uh, and that's how I, 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 I uh, would review this book, that's how I conclude this review, is saying that if you are a dad, if you are a tired dad, give this book a try. You might end up loving it. You might end up stumbling towards spiritual leadership and telling your own stories to your own friends and encouraging everyone to draw closer to Christ. And if you are not a dad, think about that poor, tired dad in your life, in your circle, and maybe just get this book and just pass it to the poor guy. <laughs> this is a reading and reader's review of Dad Tired and Loving It, Stumbling Your Way to Spiritual Leadership by Jared Lopes, 192 pages published by Harvest House Publishers in September 2019. It's available in Amazon Kindle for $12.99, but if you get it from Faith Life in March, you can get this book for $3.99. So that's a great discount and you should not miss this deal. Speaking of tiredness, um, maybe this is Providence or 
maybe it is algorithms. But there is one book that came up to me uh, that came up in uh, Twitter. So I was uh, reading a uh, Harold Sankbill's uh, tweet, and he was endorsing this book. And I think this is a great book that is along the lines of that tired as well. And the title of this book is "On Getting Out of Bed: The Burden and Gift of Living" by Alan Noble. So I read a bit more about the book,、uh, listened to、uh, Alan Noble introducing and reading from the, the author's note from his book, and I thought this looks like a very interesting book to read,、um, a good companion, or even comparison. To today's book by、uh, Jared Lopes, so it's coming out next month. It's coming out in April. I hope to read it and review it soon. So、um, just、uh, looking forward to that. Now, before I do that review, I have another book to get to, and it's honestly a thorn in my flesh. Tell you more about it next time. Until then, bye bye. Thanks 